people are powerful allies and change makers in the movement against gender based violence in this series we have honest conversations about our encounters with such violence sharing stories of what we have seen faced and learned as both survivors and observers this podcast is for young people young people but for all people This, This is I am. am. Okay, so recording has officially begun. Um, glad that we can all finally see each other and technical issues are out of the way. What a challenge. Um, but yeah, okay, we can just start with a round of introductions. Um, our audience has been listening to us for about six or seven episodes now they've met us all individually while we were speaking to guests um, who were sharing their stories so this one's going to be the four hosts of i am where we're going to have a conversation where we reflect on the episodes that we've done so far the work we're doing right now for play talk change and what we hope for the future of this podcast so i'm ishani i'm from the india team of play talk change um, and these are my co-hosts and partners i think they'll introduce themselves hi my name is mehak gupta and i am a co-host for the i am series from the india side hi everyone my name is sharon ado i'm a co-host from uganda for the i am series Hi everyone, my name is Pauline Angom. I'm a co-host of the I Am series from Uganda. Okay, that's great. So there's four of us. Um, we're all young people from coming from two different countries. All four of us have been working with Nandan 3 for quite some time now actually, but we've all been doing very different kind of work. Um, do we want to do a quick round of sort of what are the things that all of us do because they are different and that's kind of the perspective that we all bring to the table here in the podcast as well. Sharon, should we start with you? Okay. Um, like I said, Sharon Adom is my name from Uganda. So um my role on the Nanin 3 project is administrative. I do administrative work. Uh we have done a lot of research with the survivors of um First hold on. Are are you hearing back in the background the children talking? A little bit. Can you hear children in the background? Slightly. <laughs> There is okay. noise coming from the background. Let me first tell them to quiet. Eh? <laughs> It is truly a candid episode. <laughs> they are playing. It's time. It's morning and it's Sunday. Every child is home and they are playing. So um Sharon from Uganda here. Um I have done a lot of administrative work for the project generally in Uganda here. So we've done research uh, we have done research both qualitative and quantitative. The quantitative we did it in schools and I was part of the research team. So um I've also done the media work for the project. Uh all the social media engagement, all 
uh, social media content. I have a team that I lead in Uganda. So basically, that's that's my work in brief. Why don't you pass it on to someone, Sharon? Yes, so uh, let me pass it to, let's keep interchanging. So let me pass it to Mehek. Thank you for that, Sharon. My journey with Nanintri began in my second year of college, where I started off as a volunteer. Um, I was in the media gathering team responsible for social media posts and content creation for um, social media especially. And I was also learning how to use professional cameras and video making for any workshops that we had. Uh, That went on for like two, two and a half years. until in 2020, that is after I graduated, um, Pratna Ma'am, which is who is our country director for India, uh, she and Bhanu sir, they both offered me to be the country lead for the Plate of Change conference that was going to happen in June 2021. This conference is uh, was, as they mentioned that time, was going to be led entirely by the young people and they wanted me to take the reins from India and make it happen. So October 2020 on, it has been full on engagement where um, Ishani, myself and our team have been involved with content creation for the conference. Uh, We have been involved with the design and the branding of the conference. We've been involved with engaging with all the podcasts that we're doing. We're doing two podcasts, the I Am series and another one called Hamare Family Me in India which is also on YouTube and Spotify. Um, And all the other short films and uh, identifying the speakers for our conference and the global, uh, I was also responsible for globally uh, communicating, writing emails. So there's a lot of uh, learning for me here because it's the first time uh, that at a global scale, I have been involved in, you know, an entire event planning. And that... um, Like I said, it involves not just the content creation, but it involves communication skills, it involves uh, budget management, it involves uh, design, it involves so many other aspects. So it's been quite exciting in this last run. And I'm so glad that happened because that's how uh, we got acquainted with the global team on such a personal level. Uh, I'm so happy to meet Sharon and Pauline and work with them so intimately for a podcast called I Am Series that means so much to all of us. And on that note, I'd like to pass it on to Pauline. Thank you, Mehek. Once again, my name is Pauline. I volunteer as a media specialist and I've been working in Nanin 3 for two years now. And I'm also part of the planning planning committee of the conference. And I'm, I really can't wait for the conference because we've really done some good work planning. We've planned for it for some good time and I can't wait for it. I'll pass it back to Ishani. Okay, um, so I am Ishani. I'm, like I said, I'm from the Indian team of Play Talk Change. I first began my journey with Nanindri about three years ago um, as part of actually my third year coursework while studying communication design. I joined in for a project that I was doing um, for which I wanted to work with an organization that was working with gender-based violence. 
and that's kind of how the association began and then went on to becoming uh, a research intern there for six months and despite that internship ending i still maintain very close connect with with the team helping out with the social media strategy um, and the branding for the rebranding for nanancy and now becoming a part of the playtalk change team which has been so fulfilling because i think for all of us this has been a new experience not something that we've done before so there's been so many learnings involved um and a lot of um, co-creation i think because it's there's you know young people from four countries coming together to do this and part of that sort of direct co-creation is this podcast where the indian and the ugandan team have really come together to make something happen and i know that this is our first time for all four of us doing a podcast so how has that been like for us okay so um the whole experience you know when we when you brought the idea of we want to do a podcast the whole thing was new so the whole experience was a new experience i must say but it was very exciting interacting with these people you know the whole experience of getting guests and then asking ourselves how is a podcast going to be then we started watching people's podcasts relating them to what we want so the whole experience was exciting um hosting people some of us have gained more confidence in hosting people we had never hosted people like one on one and they are on camera it's normally us going to the field interviewing people so the whole experience was exciting i personally loved it i would love to do it something i would love to do again and again and again um when we conceptualized this uh idea for the i am series it was born with the fact that we are so quick in identifying the wrongs in our society um that we forget to look at positive change we forget to look at the impact that people are already creating to we forget to celebrate and you know take inspiration and move forward for transformation because whilst we look at what's not working there has to be equal effort in looking at and taking forward what is working so we conceptualized i am in october 2020 and uh, in the middle of a pandemic and a lot a lot of things going on around the world and in our country and uh, we wanted to get uh, talking to guests who have had experiences of gender based violence but who have come out strong and who have something to add value to when they come on and speak on a public platform so that was the entire intention of this series and um, right from then when it was born to now there has been a whole jump of learnings um in terms of how we've interacted with people what all we've learned um as hosts learning to dance with our guests in conversation when it's live because we don't know what to say we've not pre-recorded we don't have a script we were going with the flow of what they are going to speak with respect to their story so being sensitive being humorous being engaging being interactive are all ways of being that we took on as hosts and there's a lot of more technical glitch sides of things where we had to figure out technicals while our guests were coming on virtually and not in person so that's another story altogether but that's um yeah okay um maybe to add to 
to add on Mehek before the, the rest of the team come on, um, the, the whole experience of having someone on a platform, you know, this is not an everyday thing. The I Am series is not an everyday thing. Uh, we have a few platforms that give people um, a place to, uh, to express themselves. So it was a whole experience. We are giving people a platform for free. Some people charge to come on their podcasts, but we are giving people a free platform where they can share their experiences of gender-based violence, where um, another person is out there listening to them. So this was a whole, how should I describe it? It was, it, it is, it's, it's good. And it's something that should continue. For sure. I think um, it, it's such an empowering thing in, in, in terms of what we set out to do. Um, and also, especially with, with the way the world is going right now, it's so important that we also do look at the positives and stories of positivity and resistance. Um, and in that light, it's it's been just so inspiring, actually, to hear all of the stories that we're going to showcase on our podcast of people that have survived gender-based violence and resisted it and come out stronger on the other side, despite of the circumstances. And I think for people like us who are working um, in the space of combating GBV, it just it's all the more fuel to the fire to do better, right? So that we, nobody has to go through this again. And for all of the young, young people and survivors out there to sort of encourage them to, you know, or if something is happening to you or somebody you know, please do speak up or do something about it. You don't have to go through it. Um, and you don't have to watch somebody else go through it either. You can do whatever in your power to do thank you for saying that ishani and uh, while we were uh, we are trying to inspire guests and young people to speak up about their experiences as a matter of inspiration to the other people um when we started it wasn't easy to get guests it wasn't easy to identify people who are willing to share their story on a public platform so does any of you want to share how easy or difficult it has been to identify guests and invite them? Maybe I can go first, um, talk about the India side of things. Um, we actually, I think it hasn't been that easy for us to find people who have, you know, wanting to come forward and share. And understandably so, of course. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, we know, the fact that we're part of this research is we know that it's not because these stories don't exist. It's, it's because there's so many other things attached to these stories coming out and to bring this narrative out. Like we've, you know, we've had a couple of people that have sort of, we've had our conversations with and we even did like the whole briefing to come onto the podcast and then they had to drop out because, you know, they, they were not comfortable with it or their families were not comfortable with um, these things coming out. So I think it's important for us to also acknowledge that like anything else, it's, this is not an experience that even if 
one person is going through it it doesn't tend to stay in that silo especially i think in the indian culture um a lot of how women are able to women and girls and boys and men are able to resist gender based violence is dictated by how the people around them and how societies around them would then react to it and i think that's also something that that's come up in our um, process of trying to find people to come out to the podcast and share their stories so i i i must say the whole process wasn't an easy one if i i'm to comment about it it wasn't an easy one um i remember okay the first respondent it was easy she was willing to open up and tell her story out there but you need to explain to them the real purpose of because some of them come and they are like am i going to be helped is someone there to help me maybe financially and all that so the whole point of making the real objective of of of, of the i am series clear to them was very important then for my for our second um second episode um we we have this respondent who was hesitant first to join the podcast because she has she has she has gone on platforms before and she was bullied so as we put them on the platform on our i am series we need to also protect people uh again is social media bullying people bully them people stigmatize them so we need to make sure that these people are safe mentally also as we interview them so it was it was a good it is it is really a nice thing the i am episode is nice thing but we have to find a way of protecting these people so that people don't bully them we stand with them if we've started standing with them from the beginning of telling them their stories there's need for standing with them as they go through this as the as as the podcast makes it out there so it's very important that we stay with them throughout the journey we offer them the necessary support because at the end of the day people are there everyone people are there bullying people people are there to make you feel bad about yourself people are there to make you feel bad about what you've gone through but for us we are here to give you a platform where you will feel good about yourself and we believe that you can still make it out of what you've gone through oh my god i've been mute I'm sorry. Um cuz both of you Sharon and Pauline have been talking <laughs> for the past 2 minutes at the same time except that we didn't realize that Pauline was talking cuz she was on mute. <laughs> and then when we realized when both of us sort of tried to <laughs> stop but in that process we've interrupted both of your conversations which is not great. Um I really don't know why this is happening. I don't even know what we should do. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Pauline, take it away. My experience my experience of hosting a podcast, this was my first time. 
and it was a really exciting experience. Of course, it was a new experience. It was my first time doing this and it was a learning experience from, for me, very knowledge filled. Like I learned a lot from this, these podcasts. It was so engaging and there is what excited me that I learned a lot from that is Stella's story. It was, it was a resilient story, resilience of teenage mothers and in the reproductive health field I'm particularly interested in resilience of teenage mothers. Like I always want to know how did they manage to get through that experience and all that kind of stuff. So hearing her story really, I, I, I got to know how she coped. And this helps me because like I'm a social worker by profession. So when you see someone's story and how they were able to overcome, one time if you meet a, another person with a similar problem, you can be able to tell them that, yeah, someone faced an experience similar to that and they managed to go through it in this way or the other. Yeah, so it really added on my knowledge in that area of resilience of teenage mothers. Yeah, basically, I like the general idea of the podcast. It was really nice because it, it's empowering for the person that we are interviewing. Like you cannot participate in a podcast like that and you actually remain the same. Because even myself, I didn't remain the same. It was really a nice experience. Thank you. The second question that I have not yet answered, there is a difficulty that I had when recording the recording the podcast. Um, some, some, for some people, some of our respondents, it was really easy to get them to come on board and participate. They were actually very willing to share their stories because they wanted to help people with experiences. And they would just come, me, I'm ready, I'm willing, even if, even if it's free of charge, I'm just coming. Like you find that they had the zeal to come and participate in the podcast. But then of course, for some people, they were willing, but they wanted to be anonymous. Of course, that fear, am I going to be in the video? What if my friends see me? Some people, you find they didn't want to actually get the, the video part of it. And that's how you, you're able to find someone who has actually coped, who is resilient and who is not yet resilient. Because someone who will come up and be like, yes, I experienced it, but I don't care if everyone sees me. That is someone who is a, a little bit more resilient. So you find for the other person who is fearing to be seen on video, of course, now as a social worker, you go more into the dynamics of, you talk to them and tell them, no, what you faced is actually this. It helps you to identify someone who still has a problem. Like it was more helpful to us in that way because we identified this girl still has problems with this. Yeah, so we managed to talk one of them into it and she actually accepted to be recorded in a video in a video because we told her this is going to help you in this way you could get more opportunities out of this you're going to become stronger after this and you'll never fear to talk about your story because it's now going to be where and then she managed to change her mind and then also difficult for myself some topics of course were so sensitive like some stories like you've never heard that someone could actually face something like that and then you're hearing them. Of course, you get emotion at some point, but of course you're the host. You cannot break down when the person you're recording has, hasn't broken down. Yeah, so we first difficulty in that kind of way. And then generally it was hard for us to find a male participant. 
I don't know whether the males don't test GBV or what, but we found difficulty getting the male participants to participate in this. Yeah, but basically, those were just a few. For not coming out, um, people fearing to come out, people fearing to share their stories. You remember our third, um, our third participant, uh, that is Veronica. She was so willing, she had overcome, she had, um, she had overcome, she was so ready to share her story. And she was like, every time you feel you want someone to share her story and inspire others, I am here. So you find that this person has really, um, how do I describe it? This person is ready to inspire others. So the podcast was really a very good platform. Okay, is because it's still going on. So it's really a very, Pauline has brought up very good points. It's really a very good uh, platform for them to come and express it. I think to, to add on to that, um, especially what both of you said about um, being able to identify who has reached that stage of resilience and has processed the trauma that they've been through and who is still healing and still coping. I think that was such an interesting thing to see through all of the people that we spoke to, um, some of whom are now part of the podcast, some of whom we hope to have in the future. But um, it's especially, I think, in in a couple of the episodes, um, Joshua's episode comes to mind from our end, um, particularly the the calmness with which he was talking about his experience. And this this is um, this is a young man, which is um, we we're so sort of thankful to be able that he was able to come forward and share his story because that's a narrative that is missing in general, like you said. But if the way he was telling his story in the most calm and composed manner, you could tell that he has processed what he has been through and he's coped with it and he has healed and he's come through to the other side more resilient. And that's, I think, just it's so beautiful and so inspiring to see. Yeah, and um, I would also like to sort of add to Pauline's uh, point of you know it's sort of in our end as hosts we were also you know those sort of um we had to in our way encourage the people and make them feel space uh, safe for coming on to speaking on this platform so there is obviously a lot of power in sharing which we did realize ourselves while hosting our guests because at the back end i know me and ashani have literally sat down broken every story and understood what is the best way to kind of, you know, bring the story out to our public, to the viewers for these um, episodes. And uh, in that way, there's also this sort of dance that we as hosts have to do because we will have to reflect our way of being as a host, depending on the story that we are, uh, you know, hearing and the story we are sort of uh, conversing with. So uh, there's a lot of learning there also and a lot of, um, trying to identify how do you sort of, you know, best phrase your question here, or how do you make sure that you're sensitive here, and how do you sort of still like in the more positive areas, how do you then enjoy with the person while they're talking? So all these little things uh, have played out while we were uh, doing these recordings.
yeah i think that's that's such an important uh, point in terms of what we have learned as as hosts um because first and foremost i am is about the stories that we're telling of the individuals that we're having on each week you know it's about who they are and how that relates to their experience with gender based violence so it it's been a very mindful effort i think from our end to ensure that that story remains the crux um of the episode um more than anything else and so, uh, like you said we've we've done this dance of sort of figuring out you know um how do we respond to these things because while keeping a candid conversation we're like you said trying to make them feel like this is a safe space to share because it is that is what we intended to be um, we're not here to judge um and in the capacity of each of the episodes we're also actually not there to give our opinions um we are simply there to lend a listening ear to help bring that story out for other young people to be inspired by and i think that's kind of something that you know maybe we could explore in the future of the podcast uh, in terms of bringing more of our opinions um around the issues of gender based violence the different forms of it all of our experiences with it because unfortunately as as girls and women we go through some form of it at some point um and yeah maybe that's something we can consider for the future what do you guys think colleen and sharon yeah i think it's a great idea So I think it's it's a very good idea to continue with this. Uh there are few platforms like I said in the beginning that give people a chance to air out their experiences and for free. Most people like I said before they use these people to extort uh them. They their own organizations and all. but here we are giving a platform that people are sharing experiences their experiences were free and then we are also offering them at the end of the day remember we got those service providers so we are also referring them to a service provider for help maybe uh to a shelter where they can find uh safety and all that So I think this is something that should continue we shouldn't stop here it shouldn't stop with a conference just it's something that should be carried forward and then like last time when we had the other meeting on I think on Wednesday we talked about uh, interviewing perpetrators too maybe that's the reason as to why we don't have men on our platform is maybe people think men are only perpetrators of violence um we should invite men also uh maybe they are perpetrators there are those men who who have uh remember in our research we interviewed men who have who have been perpetrators of violence but they are no longer violent so we can have them on the experiences how they overcame being a perpetrator what happened and all that actually Sharon to add on what you've said i think if we got those perpetrators perpetrators and interviewed them they could first maybe talk about how they 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 have been perpetrators and that 
someone who is a perpetrator will listen to that story and and first think like yeah maybe someone with the same kind of thinking will will feel like yeah maybe this 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 but then when you start decampaigning the thing in the end the other person may also be touched and be like yeah this person has actually changed and nothing has actually happened to them so i think it can be uh, 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 it can create change it can be an a change point, changing point for some other perpetrators. It's actually a brilliant idea. We should pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we actually, I think, even in our uh, prior conversations, it's definitely, I feel like, a place where we want the podcast to go eventually. Um, but I think one concern, like we talked about, is that we're still in the process of learning, um, learning how to continue to do this, learning how to bring about stories of survivors in, in the best way possible without any, any compromises, um, so to speak. And at the same time, uh, at least I, Mahek and I have felt this on, on the Indian side for sure, is that um, from the I mean, the four episodes that we have from the Indian side for this season, we haven't yet been able to cover the the diversity of gender-based violence in, in India, so to speak, because we know that, um, especially here, when you bring in the aspect of intersectionality and caste and class um, backgrounds, the kind of violence that women and girls face is very is different. Um, it changes its forms, it changes its shapes. And that's definitely stories that we really want to bring out. And uh, in conjunction to moving on to stories from perpetrators, maybe it might be good for us to get to a place where we've brought up enough uh, of these stories of the survivors like we wanted to. And then we sort of, you know, transition slowly to the other perspective. Also then from the audience perspective, we're sort of covering one side of things and then moving on to the other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think um, with the limited uh, people we've interviewed thus far, there has been quite a range of stories and like we all have Going to, we are going to notice that we have just one male guest in the entire season. And we do hope to bring that balance between diversity of caste and class, between diversity of all kinds of gender to sort of share their experiences on being on, you know, as a person who's a survivor. So uh, once we have, you know, an understanding as hosts of these varied stories, it would be actually nice to step on the other side see interview perpetrators in the context of um, understand what was missing if the fulfillment of that would actually cause them to stop would actually uh, uh, you know cause them to reflect on their actions because as a society as a community there are a lot of things that are very complex and identifying these things which are missing by coming from somebody like Sharon said who's actually uh, overcome these sort of um, who was a perpetrator and has been able to reflect on that aspect of it would be a great learning curve for us as societies. And I think that is where the real change will happen. And I think to reach there is a journey, but uh, we will get to both sides of the you know, story and um, as the time moves on. Yeah. 
to add on to that actually i think it's also important to recognize um, like pauline mentioned earlier which is that perpetrators have often been victims at earlier stages of their life and that tends to be a part of why they um, end up acting the way they do and i think that's an extremely important sort of indicator of the the cycle of patriarchy that that sort of goes on because it's vicious and it feeds into itself and it doesn't just feed in from one gender you know women also end up being carriers of this patriarchy that is leading to their own oppression and that's it's it's a vicious cycle that somehow we you know we need to figure out how to break and i think that's a process that involves a lot of unlearning um which and and keeping a kind of open mind because also to listen to a to a perpetrator um to not be too quick to judge and say that and put them into this box of being you are a perpetrator rather than recognizing that this person has done the work to recognize what their actions have been and to move past them yeah and i to add on to that it's actually going to be a challenge like for us to even understand uh here we took the stand of you know being just listeners not having an opinion not having a judgment so we will like while we are trying to include everybody in society to understand both sides of the story for the betterment of everybody so that nobody has to go through such violence i think our role will be very important and we will as hosts have a lot of learning and have a lot of development on our sides to do in terms of the way we converse the way we are with while interacting with the different people that we do I also uh, I would I also have another suggestion apart from interviewing perpetrators and uh, and survivors of uh, different forms of GBV we could also um interview people who help them who are normally the shelter owners um people who there are also people who have platforms where people share their GBV stories and all that so maybe someone helped someone overcome something we could also interview such people and hear how do they help these people that that will be one way of attracting to if we have someone who helps gbv survivors that will be one way of us marketing our platform and and and, and driving more people to our platform and then we could also interview um people who have watched others go through. they've not gone through the gbv themselves but they've watched others they've been uh, uh, they've seen gbv happen but they couldn't do anything about it i don't know what you think about that Pauline do you want to add on to that Yeah, I, I agree with what she has said. Actually, I've been noting them down. I think if we do that, that's how we shall be able to maybe get male participants. Because really, we had narrowed our we had narrowed our scope. That is why we were finding only female participants. But if we go that way, I think we can be able to find some male participants. Yeah. Okay, so picking up where we left off from. we were speaking about okay a little bit about the future of the podcast what we hope to do um 
how our experience has been so far. So along those lines, um, what have we learned so far from our guests and their stories? Let's start with you, Pauline. Thank you. I've learned a lot from these podcasts. First of all, I've learned that there is no problem that you cannot that you cannot handle because I used to think I have problems, <laughs> but they're actually bigger ones. So now you, you like personally, I became I became strong. I said, no, if they went through this, I think I can also go through this little that I'm going through. And then also what I learned from them something that was common in all of them is the determination. Actually, I've just, I've got to learn that everything is all about determination. You can actually do anything, be anything or overcome anything as long as you're determined. It's most times something that starts with the mind. You start by saying, no, me, I'm finished. <laughs> I can't go through this. And if you're going through that kind of mentality, that is actually what is going to happen. Yeah. And one big thing I've learned from all of our respondents is moving on. You always have to just move on. <laughs> Life never ends as long as you're still alive. You just, you can overcome everything. That is basically what I've learned from our guests. Thank you. I would like to add here that um, I think yeah, I mean, listening to so many stories, I did realize that there were so many things in my life that I was taking for granted, the little things, you know, because um, a lot of the people, at least um, one of the persons that I interviewed wasn't able to come on as a guest, but hearing the story, I, it just made me feel like, you know, in not a very great way, but I do have certain sense of uh, privileges that maybe so many women in my country don't. And that just makes me so much more grateful for what this life that I have and also more acknowledging and more empathetic towards the other person and um, yeah and like in terms of uh, so many ways that our guests have gotten over what they were facing there's so much to learn from it like in fact from Sharanya sharing our first guest in India uh, she shared that when she spoke out about when she was experiencing discomfort in a train journey, she just told one man ahead of her and the whole train was there to support her and the person she was feeling uncomfortable with was thrown out of the train. And that is, like, it gives me goosebumps when I say this because you don't, like, when you're going through something in public spaces, you feel all alone. Like, I remember when I faced something like this, I was in my head and, like Pauline said, most of these things happen in, while, you know, you're just thinking in your head and I was like, I'm so alone, like there's nobody to help me out. But just in that moment, catching that and like just asking for support, asking for help, knowing that not everybody is the same. That is um, very little thing, but such an important thing that came out. And that is a learning aspect. Like, you know, each story has its own learning aspect to take from. Sharon, would you like to add something? Yeah, I'd love to add something. Um, since our stories, uh, we almost most of our respondents were young people, and there was a lot to learn from these young people. First of all, young people don't have a lot of platforms where they can 
talk about their things. So, like Pauline said, she used to think she has problems, but there are people with bigger problems, have big problems that no one is there to listen to. They assume you're young, you don't have problems, you're not working, you're not going through something. And yet, as young people, as you grow, if I if if I tell you the problems I had at 22, there was no one who was there to listen to them. If there was a platform like this to listen to me as I went through the different kinds, as all someone goes through the different kinds of violence, it could be emotional. A lot of people go through a lot of emotional violence, but they need someone to talk to. Normally they need someone to talk to and listen to them. So they, there was a lot to learn from these young people. They told their stories that there is need for such kind of platforms for us uh, for someone to listen to them or find help somewhere and then us as hosts we didn't have this experience of looking through the camera <laughs> it wasn't always easy to look through the camera yes we also got the experience there's a lot as we focus look through the camera also our interviewing on because we said these are not interviews this is an interaction and then we also learn to uh, interact with people, the probing and all that. So it was all learning for us. And there's a lot to learn as different. Can I add something? Uh, in terms of that, like what Sharon said, as was we got to learn while on camera having these conversations with people. So um, it was like, it was challenging, especially for me first, because as soon as the camera switched on, I was like nervous. And how do I propel and move forward this conversation when I'm so nervous? But like, you know, it sort of comes with practice, I feel. And I think with each episode we record, we'll just get better. Because as um, being on the other side of actually prompting the person to speak, you kind of are responsible to open up the space for their comfort in terms of how they share their story. And I think, um, a lot of the way they share and the way they like come through comes from you and i think that has been is going to be carried forward as a learning experience for all of us saying that this is a very important discussion because going forward we will need to understand how best to put these stories out for our audience because ultimately our context for i am has been to leave the other young people who are listening to it inspired and we do not really know what space they'll be in when they're listening to these. So I think that responsibility also falls on us. And I think as we move forward, we have to figure these things out as well. Yeah, absolutely. That that makes a lot of sense in terms of, and that's I think this you know the work that we have to do. Um, we are of course recording this episode before our series has had a chance to air. We're only two episodes out. Um, as of now, so it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes over with our audience and everything that we get to learn from them and from the experience and then apply it to the next one and the future of I Am. But in the meanwhile, the immediate future of the podcast is what happens at the end of this season, which is also sort of what led to us creating this podcast, which is the Play Talk Change Conference, which is happening on 24th and 25th June. Um, Mahek, you want to introduce what the conference is all about? Yeah. So the Play Talk Change Conference is being hosted by the Nanin 3 Research Center. 
um, by the young members of the participating countries, which is India, Uganda, Jamaica, and the UK. And the entire intention of this conference is to bring out the discipline of using pro-social games as an intervention to gender-based violence, along with design, art, and research. So these conversations, we'll be having keynote speeches, we are having a panel discussion, we are going to have some game displays that the games that Nanansi itself has been developing uh, to sensitize young children on gender-based violence will all be talked about and displayed during this um, conference. So it's an interesting gathering of researchers, of game developers, and of young change makers like all of us. So yeah, that's what Play Talk Change is all about. What are you guys looking forward in this conference? Sharon, I know Sharon wants to say something. Yeah, her face is like all lit up. <laughs> Shani, um, maybe before I, I answer looking forward, as I go on, maybe it will answer it. I think this conference is one of a kind. There are a few conferences that, that are normally rotating around young people. So it's a few... Um, like us having Uganda, Jamaica, India, and UK all on one platform, researchers from different countries on one platform, where every country has been allowed to organize, pick their own keynote speakers, having young people take lead in everything. There are few, all conferences normally come and they're targeting different people, people who have then there are books, professors discussing issues here and there, and they touch different things. But here we are touching cult the cultural aspects, we are touching the academic aspects of life and all that. So it's, I, what am I looking forward to this conference? Of course, there is entertainment. People are going to be educated about different things. We are going to meet, I am going to go to Jamaica I'm going to go to India while I'm in Uganda. I mean, I can't wait. It's going to, it's an exciting experience for me. The whole organization and then the day comes, 24th and 25th comes and we have the conference. So I believe it's going to be an exciting experience for me. Last time we were talking with Pauline and Pauline was like, I think this thing is going to be big. And yes, it's going to be big. Maybe I can go next. What I'm looking forward to in the conference, um, the conference is play talk change, but for me, I'm more interested in the change because <laughs> that is the, the actually the expected end result of the conference because we're actually showcasing, we are showing people what we've been doing as nine in three. Now, like in Uganda, the, the gaming, the, the game approach is actually almost unknown. We've tried to look for gamers to come and participate in the conference. We failed to get them. So we want to, we expect that through that, that component of the play, like if we, if we show our different games, like people will appreciate gaming. I can see that it is actually a good approach for change, which is actually a very good approach because you involve the, the people. It is, it is not this change of, um, you're going to read books so that this it's it's more engaging and interesting like you see a game you're involved in it yeah and then also knowledge we have keynote, keynote speakers we are going to learn a lot from them i actually enjoy speeches most 
even 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 on parties, if I go for a party, that part of speeches, if they're disturbing me, I feel like, what are you doing? Even those things of like children next to you. I don't want them next to me when speeches begin. You can come next to me when maybe people are dancing or what, but you always have something you'll pick from someone. So from the keynote speakers, I expect to, to get a lot of knowledge from them, considering that I'm already interested in the field. We shall see keynote speakers from India. We shall learn from them. The ones from Jamaica, we learn from them. The ones from Uganda, we shall also listen to them and learn from them, though we've had some of them speak. But of course, they'll have some new information for us. And then also in particular for the I Am series, I know it's going to create an impact on, on some other people. I also want to hear people's views about the, the I Am series that we've recorded. What do they, what do they think about it? Is it, a, is, it a nice, is it a nice thing? Is it a nice approach to, to use? Has it created an impact in them after them actually listening to it or viewing it? I think it would really, be important because I'm hoping that we are going to actually maybe play them or upload them on that on the conference or maybe refer people to them. And then the biggest part is the cultural part. I, I really look forward to those cultural, the culture skits. Eh? Yeah, I want to see India's Mehek and her grandfather. <laughs> yeah, I want to see those episodes from different countries. I look forward to that. Yeah, I think like there's going to be gold in every session. It's a matter for every participant to just dig it. And there's going to be a lot of learning, a lot of fun in this conference, which I think we all are looking forward to. Mishani, you wouldn't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> just about to. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to is seeing all the different connections and the networking that's going to happen because um, along with the fact that this conference has been organized by young people in at least four different countries, it's also going to involve attendees from at least those four different countries, if not more. So it's going to be so, so interesting for um, people young and old to be interacting from different cultures, but also different professions because, yeah, you know, we're aiming to bring together research and game making and change making. Um, and it's going to lead to a lot of different interesting conversations, I feel, I hope. Um, really looking forward to that. And um, Pauline mentioned also the culture sessions, um, which I think by the time this episode actually goes out, India's culture session will have also started, I believe. Um, it's another podcast, more like a limited audio series um, where they're hosting sort of a grandparent and grandchild duo in each episode that are going to talk about um, their own experiences with gender bias and gender-based violence. And we sort of look at the Indian family then and now. And it's called Hamari Family Way. So yeah, that, that's um, definitely looking forward to that. And I hope that our audience enjoys it as, as much as we have enjoyed putting all of this together. Um, and in terms of also uh, picking up from what Pauline said about understanding how our podcast I am has been affecting our audience and what's the you know whether we were able to make an impact and some change um, if you're watching this on YouTube we we highly highly encourage that you leave a comment um, telling us anything that this podcast may have helped you realize or you've taken away from any suggestions that you may have for us because it's just going to help us 
get better at what we do. Um, and if you're on any of the listening platforms, uh, see if you can leave us a review there. Um, otherwise, you know, we also have a super active Instagram as of now, um, which all of us have been working pretty hard on. Um, follow us there and you can leave a comment. Sharon has dropped off oh, at Sharon. a very, very uh, ominous moment. <laughs> um, yeah, I think our computer has gone up. So I think that's our cue. You know, that's our signal that we've we've done, we've accomplished what we wanted to accomplish for today. <laughs> yeah, we're actually recording this from three countries. Ishani's in Malaysia, I'm in India, and the Pauline and Sharon are in Uganda. So it's definitely been a for us. <laughs> it has and it has definitely been quite the the technological struggle today <laughs> especially yeah. no idea why but um, you know we made it through so that's good yeah ishani your cue again to start <laughs> <laughs> yeah my computer went off but thank god yeah, but yeah. I think you know that was that was a cue. Um, your computer was telling us that we have done what we needed to do for today, and this is a good time to, to close. It's been oh no, now Pauline has dropped off. <laughs> okay, this has been a journey. This has definitely been a journey today with the, the technological difficulties. Um, but I'm glad we did this. It's, it's yeah. been a very nice conversation, very fun. Um, also, so, so glad that all yes, four of us are on board for continuing to do this beyond just the conference. I know it's something that we feel passionately about, and we hope that it's something that our audience is um, also looking forward to. On that note, yeah. see you. Have a good day. Have a good day and look forward to season two. And yes. like Ishani said, leave us reviews. You can like our videos, subscribe to our channel for constant updates. And register for the conference because oh, yeah, we'll register. be there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you there next. <laughs> Thank you for listening in today. If you or someone you know is facing such violence and needs help, please check in the episode description for resources. This podcast is part of Play Talk Change, a virtual conference around serious gaming, research, and gender-based violence. Follow us on social media and check us on our website for other updates. If you would like to come on the podcast and share your story, please email us at playtalkchange.ni3 at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and register for the conference.